Welcome to the Pet Podcast for pet parents, pet lovers, and it's all about pets. I'm Lauren, a certified professional pet sitter and pet owner. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pet Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. So today's topic was really a lot of fun for me, so let's dive right in. So choosing a dog can be very exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time. I mean, you're committing to care for a living creature who will depend on you for their entire life. When choosing to add a dog to your family, you may have a lot of questions. What kind of dog should I get? What is the best breed for me? Will they be a good fit for my family? Well, the first step to being a responsible dog owner starts before you even bring your pup home. You need to seriously and thoughtfully assess your needs before committing and making a decision. And yes, I said your needs because there's so much you need to take into account for. It's a lot more than just making sure your pet is fed and walked or has a clean litter box, etc., So we'll talk about some things to consider before adding a pup to your family. So there's also these great breed selector quizzes or questionnaires, I guess, online that can point you in the direction of a breed that will work best for your lifestyle. You can just Google breed selector or even what dog is best for me and tons of options will come up. So I actually checked out the breed selector by the AKC, the American Kennel Club, and I went through their questionnaire. It took me all of about three minutes, and well, I'll give you my result at the end of the episode, what breed they recommended would be best for me, and we'll talk a little bit more, walk through what this questionnaire quiz was like and what questions were asked. Like I said, it took about three minutes to complete. So first, are you ready for a dog? It is critical that you fully think it through and do not make an impulse decision because of the cute dog on Instagram that stole your heart. You must make sure you have the resources to care for a living, breathing animal for their entire lives. You should make sure to become familiar with the average cost of care, Not just food and treats, but veterinary care as well. Those bills can really add up quick, which also means you have to think of whether or not you're going to invest in pet insurance. You should also consider how much time you have to be available for your dog and many other basic elements of dog ownership. So a few things to think about before choosing a breed. Okay, close your eyes. And think about what your life would be with a dog or another dog. Are they small or big? Are they active and hike with you? Or are they vegging out of the couch on the couch watching your favorite Netflix show with you like my dog does? Do they want to share you with other pets or have you all to themselves being a one dog household? What I highly suggest is not falling in love with a breed before fully understanding the characteristics of that breed. Some breeds require an involved grooming routine, while others need lots of space to run. So don't forget, each dog is an individual 
who may exhibit traits that are not typical to their breed. So spending time with your prospective dog, whether at a breeder or at a shelter or a rescue prior to adoption, will help you to get to know their specific personality and feel clearer on whether that dog is a good fit for you. So let's get into a few breeds that may be a good fit for certain lifestyles. Dogs, if you're into fitness, if you love the outdoors, you might want a canine companion that shares your love for it. Well, just about every dog loves to get out, but certain breeds that love long walks or vigorous exercise tend to be medium to large breeds, such as Labs, Doberman Pinschers, Rottweilers, Setters, Border Collies, Shepherds, Dalmatian, and Weimariners. Yeah, say that 10 times fast. Better yet, spell it. No, I'm just kidding. No quizzes here today. Now, these breeds need a constant level of exercise. So if you're not hiking that day, you need to be sure to schedule time for high-intensity play or a very long walk. So are you planning on having kids or do you have children currently? Let's talk a little bit about dogs who innately just are drawn to children. I think this is one of the first questions parents of children or people who are considering having children ask themselves when considering adding a pup to their family. While just about every kind of dog can turn out to be a great companion for a child, there are some breeds that are particularly known for their love of children. Beagles and boxers are great for children who love to run around and play. They'll be very interactive with them. Dachshunds are great for maybe a gentler child or a child that's maybe a little bit older. Labs and St. Bernards adore children of all ages, and innately, they just want to play and protect them. There are breeds that you should not consider if you have children, such as herding breeds. Uh, Herding breeds can make amazing family dogs. However, if you have very quick-moving children, the dog's first instinct will be to herd. So that can be a little bit scary for children. It can be scary for parents. The dog is just exhibiting their natural behaviors, which is not necessarily something we want our dog to do to hurt our children. You know, it's something that you definitely need to be aware of. So are you an on-the-go type of person and possibly looking for a dog who might be a little bit more independent? While dogs are pack animals by nature and need companionship, Some dogs tend to be a little bit more independent than others and may fit a busy lifestyle. Breeds such as an Alaskan Malibute, Russian Wolfhound, or Sharpay. I, you know, the Sharpay is true. I had a Sharpay at one point and he was really a dog who wanted to be by himself most of the time. We would all be sitting on the couch watching TV. Sassy would be on the couch with us. He'd go upstairs, our our family room is down in the basement, he'd go upstairs, lay on the living room couch, he just wanted to chill by himself. You can also help your dog cope for being alone while you're away by having maybe more than one dog and mixing and matching. And when I say that, 
large and small breeds. You don't have to get dogs that are all the same size. There are tons of dogs who size of their companion doesn't really matter. It's just that they're there. Attention hogs and homebodies. If you want a pup that thrives on human attention, think Pomeranian, French Bulldog, or even a Toy Poodle. These breeds tend to need less activity throughout the day than other breeds. They would love to chill on the couch with you and binge your favorite Netflix show. For a dog that loves attention and is a good watchdog or one that will bark at strangers when they are near, your ideal match might be a beagle, a bloodhound, or a cocker spaniel. And let me tell you, Sassy is half beagle, and she alerts us anytime someone walks down the sidewalk, there is a leaf blowing, or anything just out of the ordinary, she lets us know. Pups for apartments. If you live in an apartment, you're probably looking for a dog who doesn't bark at every little thing and one who may not need tons of indoor space. Basenjis are famously known to be non-barking. However, they are high energy and need lots of playtime or long walks. Other breeds known to be on the quieter side include greyhounds and English sheepdogs. But again, they tend to need some longer walks or at least some vigorous play throughout the day. You also might want to steer clear of bulldogs and boxers who tend to snore, and quite loudly, I may add. So dogs for those that have allergies. All dogs have a protein in their saliva and dander that some people are allergic to, and there is actually no such thing as a hypoallergenic dog. However, Some dogs produce less dander than others or shed less than others, and in doing so, they do not drop as much dander-filled fur around your home. A few dogs you should consider if you have allergies are schnauzers, poodles, Bichon freezes, Portuguese water dogs, and doodles, such as labradoodles, golden doodles, bernadoodles. While Labs and Goldens and Bernese sometimes have a little bit more dander and tend to shed a little bit more, that Poodle or Toy Poodle, depending on what the Doodle is bred with, since they have less dander and less shedding, that's how these Doodle vanity breeds, people sometimes consider them to be hypoallergenic because you're taking some of that extra dander or extra shedding out of the lineage. If you're someone that has some mobility issues, there are great breeds for you that maybe need a little bit less activity. So whether it's knee pain, MS, arthritis, you probably are going to want a pooch who likes short walks and one that can get the exercise they need indoors. Actually, think big or small. Bull Mastiffs and St. Bernard's need little exercise, as do Basset Hounds, Shih Tzus, and Pekingese. You know, you think smaller, think bigger. Honestly, typically those medium to medium large dogs are the ones that are going to need the most exercise. Dogs who love to socialize. If you love to throw a party or a habitual socializer or are looking for a love connection, 
you may be looking for a breed who likes to go places and meet new people. People lovers to consider include spaniels, setters, goldens, and labs. Think of the dogs who always want to say hi to everyone. You might also want to consider beagles, huskies, or bichons. These breeds also tend to be very tolerant of people who may not be as familiar with dogs. They're very patient, willing to please, very easygoing. So the last thing you want to do is take your pup out to meet people. They get nervous. Maybe they bite someone. So if you're going to want to take your dog everywhere with you, consider a breed that maybe is a little bit of a calmer breed, a little bit more patient breed. So dogs who love to walk. If you're like me and sometimes you need a little incentive to get your butt up off the couch and get outside, or perhaps you're coping with diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, you need something to get yourself out of the house, well, then you should consider an Akita or an Airedale. Airedales, oh, side note, beautiful dogs, majestic. They will literally walk for days if you let them. We care for a couple Airedales in my pet sitting business, and these guys, a 45-minute walk, and they are just still ready to go for round two, whereas I'm exhausted. (laughs) So smaller breeds like Pomeranians or Toy Poodles, they absolutely love to walk as well, but just not as far or as long. So pups to travel with. Do you travel a lot? You may want your pup to enjoy that with you. And if you fly, you may be looking for a small, easy-to-transport pup that will fit in a carrier that can slide under the seat in the cabin of the plane. A Yorkshire Terrier or a Maltese might be a good breed for this. Please note, this is asking a lot of any dog to travel on an airplane. It's very stressful. But these breeds that I mentioned tend to remain calm and quiet when they're with their people. So dogs are great at soothing stress and depression. Whether it's the playfulness of a pug, the self-confidence of a Shiba Shiba Inu, sorry, or the warmth of a great Pyrenees, having the right dog in your life can help reduce and relieve stress, ease depression, and overall make you a happier person. And add in your pup's smile when they see you, their joy for life and unwavering devotion. It is no wonder that people and their pooches have loved each other's companionship for years. So the age-old question, should I get a pure breed or a mixed breed? Well, now that you have a little bit of an idea of what dog might fit your lifestyle, you now have to ask yourself, pure or mixed breed? Whether a dog is a pure breed known for specific characteristics or a mixed breed, please remember all dogs, like people, are individuals. And so their personalities, their characteristics can greatly vary. If you've listened to an episode before, you know I'm a big cheerleader for adopting, not shopping. So whether you want a mixed breed or a pure breed dog, you can also often find the right pup at a shelter or breed-specific rescue. Shelters and rescues accept thousands of dogs, every type and temperament, 
so the chances of you finding your new best friend are very high. As I mentioned earlier about the breed selectors that you can find online, again, I looked at the AKC American Kennel Club breed selector at akc.org slash dog breed selector. Like I said, the questionnaire took me about three minutes to do, or quiz, however you kind of want to put it. It's about seven questions, and each question was just a quick multiple choice. They asked things like, do I have a dog? Have I owned a dog before? Or am I a first-time dog owner? Makes perfect sense. How much time do you have each week for training? And this is something that I'll admit, when I got my dog, I didn't necessarily take that time into account. So training went a little bit slow with my dog, but asking these questions ahead of time really gets you thinking, okay, should I get a breed that needs training and ongoing training constantly to thrive? Or maybe something like a terrier who tend to pick up on things pretty quick get bored with training once they've learned what you're asking them to do and tend to need a little bit less reinforcement than other breeds. So what is your home life, such as do you live in an apartment? Do you own a home? Do you have a large yard? Do you live on a farm? Those kind of questions. Do you have small children? You know, we talked about this. Some breeds are great and will innately just be drawn to children Other breeds, sometimes the quick, fast movements alerts them in a way that maybe they're not the best fit for your family. How much barking can you tolerate? That is word for word (laughs) how the question was asked, because I think this is a really important one. All dogs bark. They just do. The triggers that your dog might bark at For certain breeds, there's a longer list than others. Also, the volume at which the dog will bark will vary on the breed as well. So really take this into consideration and really think about it. I have a Beagle Jack Russell. She barks all the time. My tolerance for barking is very high, but it needs to be. I can't tell her to stop. She is communicating that something is wrong or that she needs something, you know, just something is off and I need to be listening to her. So what is your tolerance to shedding? This is another big one for people. Now, as a pet sitter, I have two cats and a dog. Black is not my color anymore because it shows every strand of animal hair. Like for me, I I just know it It's going to be on me. It's going to be on the furniture. It will be in my car. It will require me to run the vacuum daily. There are lots of people out there that shedding is a bigger deal for. Maybe consider a breed that doesn't shed as much, maybe has shorter hair, that kind of thing, prior to bringing a dog into your home. And lastly, your activity level. Not the activity level of the dog, but specifically your activity level. If you love to get out and you are constantly walking, a dog that needs more exercise, longer walks might be great. If you are a couch potato where binging Netflix is your go-to, and there's nothing wrong with that, 
consider a breed that will fall to that activity level with you. Oddly enough, again, these are all things I've already mentioned, but honestly, I really liked these questions because hopefully it will prompt everyone to thoughtfully consider their answer and really think about these things that you might not consider before that dog gets into your home. And I'm sure you are all dying to know what my result was. Well, it was a German short hair pointer, which I love, love, love. They are a medium-sized dog who really thrives on exercise and training and love. So again, I absolutely love this breed. They are great. We have a few German short hair clients. And I will tell you, they need their exercise. They are eager to please. Their noses are incredibly strong, like beagle strong. And they are such sweet natured dogs. This might be a breed that I will consider going for it, but it was also kind of fun to find out what the AKC kind of would recommend as a starting point. Now, again, with these breed selector questionnaires, quizzes, it really is to put you in a starting off point. So, okay, a German short hair pointer. What other dogs are at the same activity level, maybe the same size, uh, similar temperament? And there are over 400 breeds of dogs. We're all familiar with the most common ones, but really taking the time to do your research could really get you your new four-legged best friend. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I really had a lot of fun putting all of this together, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Thank you again for joining us, and have a pawrific day. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pet Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. This helps us reach pet parents and pet lovers such as yourself. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Pet Podcast. If you have any questions you'd like answered or ideas for topics you'd like to hear about, send us a message through social media or send an email to podcast at petpodcast.com. See you next time.